0: Special thanks to everyone who pledged money to crowdfund the show this week, including David Walker, Tim Edwards, Iliko Elia, Andy Hagan. There's a full list of our supporters on 361podcast.com, along with information on how to help us from as little as $1 per episode via Patreon. Welcome to 361, a weekly podcast about mobile tech and everything around it. My name's Ben Smith.
1: I'm Ewan MacLeod. And I'm Rafe Blanford.
0: This is season 11, episode 11, and this week it's all about our smartest home challenge. We share our own experiences and our setups, ponder the lessons
1: learned, and declare a winner.
0: Hi Matt Chaps, how are you doing? This is it, season 11, that's episode right, bring right. it on, come on. So this is our special Smartest Home update, the bit where McLeod wins. I'm
1: quite fine by the way.
2: Oh, yeah, how are you? Thank you, mm. I'm good. Mm. Hi Rafe.
0: bit surly today, Rafe
1: Uh Not really, I'm just in a combative mood.
0: Combative mood, are you?
1: I am,
2: yes. Uh, you McLeod, how the devil are you? I'm just very good, thank you, I'm looking forward to the episodes.
1: Do you, so- you want to just stop it here and just, you know, declare me the winner?
0: Nope. Well, it certainly would save us a bit of time, and respect the listeners.
1: Because I do know that you basically both just copied me.
0: Fair enough. Before we get into that, we should just recap, for anyone who's catching up on their listening or That's has jumped right, yes. into this Good one idea. recently, why are we three here today doing episode 11 on a 10-episode season? What
1: this is- time around, we are talking about kind of the final roundup for our smartest home competition. Over the last 10 weeks or so, we've all been installing various bits of iot kit into our homes or smart homes to try and work out you know what that can do what are the pitfalls what are the good points what are the bad points and this is really the result where we round up what we've been doing and try and And, uh, come to some conclusions is
2: this where you decide to change the rules again and again and add in various criteria that were not there in episode one
1: well in my point scoring spreadsheet yeah exactly uh yes no i haven't done that this time good
2: good okay right so we move on how are you ben i'm I'm good good. thank you for asking um not okay, then move on then.
0: <laughs> well, not confident this time around, actually. I, I, really? I, I felt I won the $100 phone challenge.
2: You did not. I won by, it.
0: By a clear country <laughs> mile, an I won, I just, won.
2: I saw your faces. Now, I know it was a podcast, but you could hear you, you, know, you could hear the horror you in could, both you, of your faces.
1: Yeah. When you bought a $250 phone. Yes, I think you were disqualified, if I remember no, correctly. No,
0: that's by your criteria I, again. I think it went to the video ref who called it on a technicality. Yeah. Yep. We have spent that 10 weeks trying to make our home smarter, we've yes. investigated a load of stuff, we've done loads of reading, we've looked at some products, some we've bought, some we've borrowed for trial, you That's and right, you've some lots. in yep. on trial, and well, here we are 11 weeks later, and let's recap, because we've all done demos or talked about where we were at mid-season, but let's just recap now on what did our smartest home end up being? We'll talk about whether it's good, bad, or indifferent in a minute, but let's just kick off. So, Rafe Bradford, tell us about your smartest time.
2: <laughs> Come on. What does it do? <laughs> What's in it? Basically, it wakes him up at night.
1: So people will recall from the earlier episode that I invested into smart things as my platform and sort of felt reasonably confident about that, but then was finding, integrating various things into it depended very much on how well it was officially supported. As I went on, I did add a few extra components and increasingly went outside kind of the compatible list and that required using what was referred to as device types and smart apps that have been put together by third parties and very often it was enthusiastic community members and the quality of that not surprisingly varied some of it was actually better than the official stuff and some of it was a a bit weak and actually smart things probably suffered the most from the fact that it's launched in the US and been there a while but only launched in October for the UK. And so lacking a bit of maturity. So in terms of the things I have added, I've added in some more light bulbs. I've
0: just before you go on, just for clarity, if, if anyone's completely new to smart homes, yeah. what is smart things? Just so that people understand. So that's
1: that's a good question. Smart Things is a combination of hub and sensors in terms of kind of the official package. And it's a hub, very much like your kind of home router that supports various radio technologies, including Z-Wave and Zigbee. And that enables the hub, which is kind of the brain of the system to talk to all the various components. And they tend to take the form of sensors. So things like motion sensors or temperature or humidity or water sensors, and then things that can take actions or be activated in some ways. And you know that can be everything from a robot vacuum cleaner right to something simple like light bulbs and it supports both official smart things accessories and actually smart things got bought by samsung relatively recently so a lot of samsung things are being officially supported and rolled in most recently they've announced the sleep sensor back at ces and the tv lineup for 2016 are also going to support samsung smart things i was mainly focused on kind of the sensors and then third party things have been made compatible with smart things which includes speakers, a whole collection from Bose, Samsung, and I was actually using the Sonos system with a, a Play One, and that enables you to kind of have your smart home speak to you. And all of these are connected together, and so they can be triggered a certain sensor opens or will cause a certain temperature and that causes something else to happen. And so there's a combination of kind of rules and smart apps that you can set up to put the smart in the smart home and behave in a certain way.
0: For the record, Rafe Blanford just did bunny ears around smart. Lovely. Yes. So so Rafe Blanford, we know the kind of components you've included and we know the hub technology that you chose to use. So give us the pitch then. Give us the I win the smartest home competition because one liner
1: I win the smartest home competition because I was the first one to choose smart things, which I oh, understand my colleagues both subsequently chose. I think there's good reasons for that, which we'll discuss a bit later you on. Need to,
0: you need to win on your own merits, Rafe Bamford. You can't uh, ride on the shoulders but I of I would say
1: the big reason is I've actually managed to improve the quality of my life. And it's actually the relatively simple things like having Such the, like the lights switch on when you come home, when you're get up in the middle of the night, it just switched on at a dim setting, about 10%. And all of that happens without me having to ever touch a light switch. And so I haven't actually put smart light bulbs in all of my light sockets, because this is actually one of the problems. It costs a lot of money to do that. But for three rooms in the flat, I have done that. And actually, I found myself no longer touching that light switch. And it sounds like a sort of bit of a, an expensive way to do things. And frankly, it is. And I think it's one of the problems with smart home. But it does make life very nice that you just stop thinking about that as... A thing you have to do that also sort of combines with waking up in the morning with the lights coming on with a gradual intensity kind of matching the sunrise if you will and then the radio switching on because that's all triggered by the same thing i started to be stymied somewhat by how much intelligence you could build in because you actually only get the benefits when you get enough things connected together to make it worthwhile so for example i'd like to have integrated the heating but it was prohibitively expensive to do that without doing a complete rebuild I would have liked to just use the existing light switches but to do that you have to put a relay in the light switch and you need a three wire system for that to work effectively if you're in an old build house anything older than about six years that won't be the case and so there were lots of hoops that I wanted to jump through and just wasn't able to but actually, that was all kind of from the first half of the challenge. I did add a few things in some additional sensors, which enabled me to be more intelligent about when lights were switched on and when radios played. So I've no longer got the problem of the weather forecast going off every time I go to the loo at night, which was a big improvement for me. But I've also added in a few extra things like a smart scale, which will. Already uh,
2: had it. Yeah. Old news.
1: Old news, but when I step on it, it will switch on the lights in the bathroom.
2: Okay, well that's that's, you, that's a little bit how silly, do you find isn't it? You? Without the lights on,
1: yeah, uh, because there's enough light coming in naturally, but it checks the because lumin- oh, he lives in London. But it, it yeah. checks the luminosity sensor and will only turn the lights on if the lights below a certain level. You know, it's that kind of cleverness that is sort of you make that decision yourself as a human, but in order to get it to not annoy you in the smart home, you actually have to do quite a lot of checking. And balances, and one of the things I haven't been able to build yet, my colleague suggested that I should have the uh, scales take things out of my shopping basket if I've gained too much weight. So you take the ice cream out or stuff like that. But I have got the uh, hue light bulbs flashing red if I've gained weight and they go green if I've lost weight. So that's kind of a nice visual clue. It
0: saves you the onerous task of looking down and reading the number on the scale. It It does. Just
1: breathe in. Um, (laughs) 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 But the thing I really want to claim kind of... um, credit for. Is still In terms your one sentence? Useful things. Yeah. Is I've actually bought a little accessory uh-huh. because you can automate things as much as possible, but there are always occasions where that kind of automation and those rules fail. Mm. So I bought a little remote control which I brought along with me, and it, all it looks like is four push buttons on a little plastic remote control, yeah. and that enables me to control all the smart things in my house with a combination of long button presses, double taps, and single taps.
0: <laughs> Ray Bamford has learned semaphore to communicate <laughs> with his smart home system.
1: And so it's great when you're sitting in bed and you decide, actually, you don't want to quite get up, and you can turn off the Sonos without having to go over there, or you around can do with that your on phone. your phone. You can do it with your phone, but that's a sort of three or four step process. So you got to is, put your phone down. This is a single and go and tap. pick up your. Well, this is assuming you're picking up your phone. But the thing I really want to claim as being the reason it's a smart home, is I've actually integrated it into Slack, and so my smart home will now tell me when <sighs> when I've come and gone, when the lights are on, if there's a security alert, when there's temperature changes. It will also take information from the scale. So I've got a health channel that's keeping track of my weight, but also my daily steps. And so that's a big trend. Mm. As we've talked about before, we talked about messaging as a platform was one of the big trends. And I've integrated my smart home into the Slack environment. It will also do things like weather forecasts and news headlines. So all the kind of personal alerts that I have going on anyway in my life are now integrated into one place with my smart home, so that's my big achievement since the uh, last time round. Handy for Team Blanford to have salad waiting for his tea. If uh,
0: well, it is
2: important because of all the people. Exactly, for his tea, that yeah. does actually make a lot of sense. Ray. Exactly, there's a small right. army of gardeners and so produce they, people. They can all tap into, like, so the yeah. chef, the cook, the butler. They can all tap yeah. into
0: the. They're all watching the Slack channel. My no. God, it's up a pound. But Quick, what, put what,
1: the what, bacon back in the fridge. More important, that you've got presents and things like that going into that environment. What kind of presents? It's just saying whether you're home or away.
2: Oh I thought it was a birthday present. Yeah, you know? that's what I thought. okay, cool. All right, yeah, fine.
1: So so that's kind interesting. of interesting. Okay. Kind of the big thing. I've I've looked at lots of other options, but actually it was about choosing the ones that are actually adding to the quality of life and not just being remote control for the sake of it. You, McLeod, give us your one sentence. Well, no, no,
0: first of all, tell us what you deployed because I don't know if you remember about 20 or 30 minutes ago, Rafe Blanford told us something about smart things. I know. Now, my enduring memory of your smart home was you showing me the security camera, which just had a reflection of itself in your window. And I thought that is impressive because now we can check no one has stolen the security camera.
2: <laughs> it is still a problem because of where I've chosen to put it. Because user error is what you're saying. Yeah, no, that's that's deliberate. So okay, let me. I'll, I'll run through the list of things that I've got. Right, and right. Go. So It's not
1: about quantity.
2: Well, these are the things that I evaluated. Okay, right. well, I didn't I have, mention
1: all the things that were failures. I've got
2: a skill, the uh, the Fitbit area is uh, the,
0: Harrier, not yeah. the, the
2: Withings one as where you can go uh, yeah no I, I've got the because the
1: Withings ones is good because they also do air quality which helps you set up with you in a sleep yeah not. I
2: don't think it's I think it's it's my wife bought it so I think it's a Fitbit I think that's why she got that got okay on. then we've got the Saunas trying to think of all the other stuff that we had anyway is it Saunas yes. anything else um I also went for the Samsung Smart Things. I got that on the, I um, got the discount, the 50 quid discount during the. It
1: sounds like you purchased it after I did, after I told you about how fantastic did, yeah, yeah, it was. Fine,
2: yeah, I don't see that as an issue. All right? The Not Smart Things is, is pretty good, actually. Very smart uh, indeed. I bought the little package that gives you one, one of each, one sensor, yeah. one this, one that. And it was very user ready. I thought they did it really nicely. And I was astonished at how quick. It was to set up and, and how easy all the alerts and everything worked. I sellotaped the open and close sensor, I don't know what you call it, to the door. So basically sellotaped both sensors to the, the, the front door. Sensor. Multi-purpose sensor. Yeah, really good. So all of a sudden when you open the door, bang, it gives you an alert. That's been really, really helpful. I used the on-off switch for the lamp in one of the rooms, a bedroom lamp, and that was great. It just worked immediately. There's a personal sensor with my wife's permission, I should put, I put it in her handbag. That was great because I didn't want the battery on her phone to be...
0: Um, oh, from from geolocation? Yeah, because
2: you know you can get that. I, I, I've got it on my phone, so I've I set my phone up as a sensor on the smart things. I've geofenced it so that when I come into the, the particular geofence, it says Ewan is at home. Does your
1: Sonos speaker play that Ewan is arriving? No, so. because from
2: Unlike how you've got it set up, right? Mine doesn't do a fanfare. Blanford's does a fanfare when he gets home, which I think is in poor taste, Blanford.
1: It does a piano crescendo. There you go.
2: (laughs) Master is at home. My wife and children are at home. So there's a lot of smart things that I would like to do for me, but that would be inappropriate for the family or would wake them up. I'm pretty sure the family
1: would like to know when you are arriving so they can start behaving and clean up all the mess. Well,
2: one of the things that that my wife really appreciates is I've defined the geofence. So that she knows when I'm in Hook, which is where I live in, in Hampshire. So when I arrive in the train or in a car, or whatever, it tells her so that she knows that I'm coming back. She can tell the boys to go to the front window because they like to wave at me. So that's, that's nice. you drive past.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Bye. See the children. And so, I'm um, going next to the hotel. That's really smart. I then integrated that with a hue, the light bulbs, and they are rocking. Where, where have you that. got your hues? The main hallway in my study, and then the upper hallway,
1: uh, upstairs. So can I ask, were you using other types of light bulbs? Because one of the things I looked at was actually using Osram's Lightify as a cheap alternative. I, did, is-
2: um, I did look at Lightify, and I thought that was very interesting too. I just kept it with the three yeah. bulbs. And, and have you got
0: them in the ceiling, or are they in like um, lamp, table lamps and things like that?
1: No, they're all on the ceiling. Right. I picked up a Hue Go, which is one of the portable Hue ones, mm. just because it gave me the multiple colours, which that makes it quite interesting to be able to yeah. do alerts. And so one of the things is if there's a storm warning or a severe weather warming, mine will be red in the morning.
2: Yeah. And that's, again, really nice. But my wife controls the house. Okay, see, this right. is the thing, Blanford. I can't just go and buy stuff like that. Because she goes, what's that? And then it just gets removed immediately. I did have the piper. Got a Piper to evaluate. That's um, like a home security system all in one unit. Really cool. That's the one that's currently pointing at the window, which during the day is perfect, but because of the angle, I didn't want to screw it in, you see. So the angle means that when I look in the evening, it's just... (laughs) It's a reflection, as you pointed out, Ben. That's not ideal. However, the Piper is fantastic. It's all in one unit. Really smart.
0: Did you have the Canary as well?
2: No, I didn't get the Canary. Right. That from uh, it's not from Amazon, but it's on Amazon. Available through Amazon. Um, yeah. I, I'm thinking of doing it, but the Piper is very similar, and I really like what they do. I've been sat in meetings when the door opens. I think, oh, that's a new. What's the door opening? now? I think was, it, was she going to get the children? And the door opens, and then I, I quickly log into Piper and oh, up. I can I can see my wife and the you know children walking by. It's really cool. I can see when the cleaners come in and so well. it's just very nice. So that's excellent. I tested like Swan One, now Swan One is another smart home security system, and it's exceptionally well engineered. It it, it looks I think their heritage is in you know proper security. Swan you know, used to make
0: CCTV cameras and those kinds right, of things. Right.
2: So um, yeah. when that kit arrived, I was just astonished. I haven't written the review yet, but it's really really very well made. So, I've had that operating. That's been great oh, to see that.
0: And you, what, for inside or outside?
2: Oh, that's just inside, but you can put it outside, but I just did it for the inside. Got a camera and a motion sensor or whatever. I've used a Sengled Pulse. Now, these are Bluetooth as opposed to um, internet or um, Internet okay. of Things. As opposed to
0: internet. Give <laughs> <laughs> um, hand back your technical credentials at the door.
2: <laughs> when you plug these into a light socket, and they are a speaker as well. It's a
0: smart bulb and speaker.
2: Yeah, and it is. Really cool. So really can, cool.
1: can I ask you, does do those and Swan One speak to the smart things? No, no. That's Swan not, One is its own
2: system. I think you, know, you can add. It does have compatible. So it's it's not very smart then. Not when you when they're together. Which
1: when you're trying to create a smart home is a bit of a problem. And this is a
2: fair point. Okay, so we're not quite there. But I've been evaluating the Sangled Pulse is really cool. I have that in my study as well, and you, I love connecting to that. And then just it's weird having music coming from the ceiling. It's just really cool. I also have a router to go with all of this stuff. And it was uh, Netgear that emailed to say, look, if you're doing smart at home, that's all very well, but you do need a smart router. And I think they're quite sensible. I got the Nighthawk from there, which is a top of the top of the top of the top of the range, super fast, wicked router that I... Um, well, I can see why what, it
0: appeals to you. And... What makes it smart?
2: Well, I can refer you to the uh, email, blah blah It's
0: just faster brought, and better. I'd rather you right? didn't. Okay, so it's, faster it's, a, than better than it's the BT one. coverage. It doesn't do anything yeah. smart. It just... Gets your whole home. So covered.
1: I'm, I'm going to say, actually, I think routers are a really critical thing, but you've done a bit of a miss because actually you can now get routers that have Z Wave and Zigbee built in, which are the common standards for the smart uh, home. Right, so it's kind of getting interesting. Do,
2: do those routers deliver incredibly fast wireless up to 1.9 gigabits, GPH? Yeah, gigabits. So
1: I'm, I'm just wondering how fast is your home broadband? 100. So what are you using the other 1.8 for?
2: I just want it to be faster. Thank you. But it just makes me feel better, blunt.
0: Everything in UN's house goes up to eleven. Exactly. Right. Okay. So I'll start by um, interrupting. Let okay. Me just, okay. So so now we've we got to do the one sentence. We know thing. what's in your home. Yes. Now explain to us why your home is the smartest home.
2: Okay. I'm just I'm processing that one. Um, Struggling, I think. No. No. I'm thinking about. I'm actually thinking about my wife. Your question is important to us. Please hold. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about my wife because she has begun to ask about the heating. We were out yesterday and it was quite cold. We were running about, The boys were running out. I was running after them. So I was quite warm. But she was sitting there watching us and she's getting quite, she what? Well, I, I wish we could put the heating on in the house now so that when we go home. We, and I said, Well, if we got Hive or any of the other, yeah, yeah, we should probably get that. So that's good. I think the fact that I have. So your been, big result is you've
1: actually got family buy in. Yes, and idea. that is
2: massive. The number one value for me, and this is aimed at all of the parents listening is I have a five- and a three-year-old, almost four, so almost a six- and a four-year-old almost. And in the mornings, they're up at half past five, six o'clock in the morning. It's just difficult, right? And normally they'll come into bed and go, oh, Jay, can we play on your phone? or They can go downstairs, but they don't like to go downstairs in the morning and play. And Everything's safe for them to do so, but they, they don't like to do it because it's dark. It's dark at the minute, right? So all I've got to do is just say, don't worry, don't worry, down you go. Daddy will put the lights on. Actually, Daddy doesn't do anything. Daddy just goes back to sleep. Because I know that when they go down, they'll trigger the motion sensor, which puts the lights on. Now that, for all the parents listening, that, that, that is an extra 30 to 45 minutes dozing in bed. Okay. Thank you. Life. Good. Uh,
0: I am finding that reasonably compelling to parents, although, as a rule, 361 doesn't advocate lying
2: to your children. <laughs> well, I was not lying. You can actually do it on the phone, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I can not actually switch it on, but the motion sensor does it. Daddy, okay, Ben. Daddy will, Daddy will Hold on, I'm light. not lying.
0: It is accurate.
2: I have made it work. You, Daddy, okay.
0: Daddy put the lights on by rolling over and not
2: giving a shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben, I remember you had very exciting things with Christmas trees. Have you managed to get better and than the that? And the plugs.
0: I want to know what you did with the plug sockets. Okay, so I have a reasonably new house and I wanted to make our home smart because I felt that we weren't getting the full benefit of, of the home where there was lots of spaces designed for entertaining and there was lots of kind of smart touches in the home that felt quite modern. But then as soon as you got any kind of electrics, utilities, services, it all just suddenly felt Victorian. And, you know, Rafe, you mentioned earlier about three-wire wiring, and I'll come back to, you know, the challenges of lighting and things in a minute. But even though it's a three-year-old home, we don't actually have all of the requisite brand new type of wiring wow. in, a, in our place um, in places. Places, but not in all places, and I can talk about that a bit later. So I was really excited by this. So I also bought smart things. Oh, it took a little while. To plan for it. It and quite and while. I, I'm going to win this by being honest and saying that Please. I really don't like Samsung products. I've got a smart Samsung Smart TV. This isn't but, a Samsung product, by the way. Well, Samsung bought it. But I've, and I think at the time I said to you, Rafe, it won't be good for much longer because they'll ruin it. They haven't yet, actually. It still is quite a good product. But actually, the reason I bought it was when I looked around for the hubs, because you assume, oh, I'll just go and buy one of the hubs. I'll, I'll have a quick look, see which one is Amazon. the best. Yeah, I'll have a look on Amazon, or I'll have a look through automatedhome.co.uk is my new favorite you know, a website for, for reading about this kind of stuff. Could you believe it's been going nearly 20 years, that website, <laughs> no, you know, through amazing. all these old standards? And I actually realized that there are quite a few hubs out there but if you exclude everything that's currently being kickstarted or if you exclude everything that's from a small manufacturer or – and I and this was a deliberate decision on my part. If you exclude everything that is kind of a install it, homebrew, completely from scratch yourself, yeah. Yeah. Um, including building the box with all the radio gizmos in – Smart things at, for me at the moment. It was a clear winner, so I went for that. I also have Sonos in the house, and we've yep. got Sonos speakers all over the place in the house. Um, what have you got by the way? We've got ones. We've and got fives. And... We've got fives and threes because okay. actually we bought them before the ones came out. But I, I do fancy a, a few ones because they're a bit less obtrusive, and, and we tend to use them for radio and stuff. So the uh, the sound quality isn't the most important feature there. So went for the smart things thing, and I bought two presence sensors as well, to a little key fob, mm-hmm. presence sensors, oh, yeah. Yeah. to go with. Initially, I tried them on our key rings, but actually I realised that when we're inside the house, we do other stuff that is detectable, and I didn't really need them to be on our key rings. So what I've done is actually put them in our cars. Oh, so that's a good idea. Because as you park the cars in our driveway, it triggers the sensors, mm. and actually what's useful is to know that we're arriving home not that we're already in the home. Right, because you, yeah, you want
2: to know, oh, your wife has arrived home, or she wants to know, you, you know if she's out the office. Well, or- but the thing
0: is, as I'm driving into the driveway, that's the point that I want porch lights to come on, yes. I want the interior mm. lights to come on. I don't want to walk into a dark house and then 30 seconds later have it go, ping, 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 ping. So we had a go at that. Now, neither of our cars have Wi-Fi connections in them, which I realize is a very first world complaint to have. But we did, during the course of the thing, I did actually go and test drive a Volvo that has a Wi-Fi connection in it. The XC90. The XC90, Mm. which will connect to your home smart thing system. So I did even... that is very cool. Well, I did simulate, so just using a laptop, registered the MAC address and did write a little bit of code myself to simulate spotting when something joined a Wi-Fi network and then triggering some smart things to happen. But actually, in the end, I didn't want to buy that car. So mm. I then fell back. And I've used the present sensors and achieved the same things now. The other thing that I did, and I didn't use it extensively, and I'm just going to have to quickly look it up here, I stopped using the Samsung thing and used the Smart Rules app, which is a third-party app to help you write rules for the thing system. Right. I think the way I describe it, Rafe, is it makes it easier to write more complicated advanced user scenarios?
1: It is. I mean, most of them are still declarative rules, which I think is a bit of a problem when, because actually you really want them to have a bit more subjectivity. But that's a much wider discussion with actually all IoT things. But I think that's one of the great things about the uh, smart thing system. It does allow for these third party clients. And I've been using smart uh, tiles, which I referred to before. we also discovered another one, which is actually called the home remote, which is let you to create your own dashboard completely. You can. It's actually really one for kind of the power users because you can create the controls. You. It's an IDE that you can basically step through and create everything exactly as you want with your own buttons, graphics, and icons. I
0: might give that a try. Um,
1: and that's really nice because you can then use that mounting a tablet to a wall or use it on a phone, and it it works across all the uh, major platforms. Now it's a bit fiddly to get up and going with, but it, for that kind of um, Remote control scenario when you just want a single control pad in the home. I think it's a fantastic idea because actually the smart things app isn't too great for that. And I would agree with you. Uh, smart rules is brilliant for actually making that kind of it's almost the if this then that type system easier to understand than actually smart things itself. So I did three other
0: significant things. I bought a bunch of WeMo plugs so for all the things that just need turned on and off mostly lamps and things like that including, with. including my christmas tree yes we with a bit of work Wemo are with oh, a bit of those work are the cheap, cheaper ones so than, yeah so, so there's lots of different things that are basically plug-in adapters that you can plug through smart things make their own but the wemo ones are um, about two-thirds of the price of the smart things ones and this leads on to the next thing i did which is Although I don't have it running, I've actually got a Raspberry Pi ready to do this job. But for now I have an old laptop running Homebridge and that is a link that effectively makes devices that SmartThings can see and HomeKit and Siri can also see as well. So it represents all those devices and you do need to do it manually. So you have to make a virtual device for every one of your devices in SmartThings. But it allowed me to stop using the Smart things interface. Because I agree with Rafe, it's just not good enough. And it's certainly not good enough for family members, I would say. Oh. We had a spare iPad and I put it in the kitchen as the home remote. And Mrs. Smith agreed to give it a try. And- Is she still using? No. Okay, But I mean, and, and she, she gave it a crack. It mm-hmm. just wasn't easy or quick enough. And we have the ultimate thing of a baby who, you know, if you're holding the baby and he's shouting, you don't have time to be messing about with no. it. So we gave up on that and we fell back to using Siri, on phones and on my watch to you say, say we.
2: you mean you and my wife okay. as well?
0: So because she, she has Siri on her iPad as well, and so you can say turn this on, turn that off. Does she? She it's has. difficult. It's difficult she it? has done it. She has done it less and less. Yeah. But the nice thing is that if you've got a HomeKit device and an, and your iOS device can see it, you can get any HomeKit enabled app. So I can just keep hunting around to find a HomeKit app that shows all the devices nicely and to find one she likes. And at the moment I'm using Eve by Elgato, which is actually intended really to be used with their Elgato range of smart devices, but it will show all your HomeKit devices and it's got a nice simple interface. So we're using that one at the moment. So I'm using Homebridge to make it Siri enabled. I'm using Wemo to access cheap accessories at the moment to try and keep the price down. And uh, lastly, but I also put in, uh, in the end, just one Lightwave RF switch and hub to control the lighting in my kitchen, which was a real... Right now, how was that? This is frustrating because it is a opportunity missed. Really, what I should have done is what Rafe did, which is put smart bulbs around my kitchen and I would have got exactly what I wanted. Unfortunately... I have 16 light fittings <laughs> in my kitchen. Yeah, we've got 10. And they are all small. GU10. Well, no, they're not because they're driven by transformers. So oh, my God. So they're currently halogen bulbs driven by transformers. And. What it means is, I could technically, I have all of the space, all of the cutouts in the ceiling. It would have worked perfectly. They're small, spotlight-sized, but I would have had to rip out all the transformers, put standard fittings in, etc., etc. Oh, so obviously, annoying. when when you've yes. got that kind of scenario, what you do is you put in a centralized switch rather than controlling the bulbs, and it means I don't get colours and I don't get those sorts of things. But that would have been good enough for me, and that's what I've done. I've put a of RF switch in the wall. And this was basically because there are no other choices. Rafe was bang on. There are a bunch of Z-Wave switches that are very, very expensive and really optimised for use in the US. There's a mechanism where you can put a kind of a hidden wireless relay in the wall and leave your existing switch there. But that requires complicated wiring. And actually, in my case, I just didn't have space to fit it in. I would have had to have gouged out large chunks of wall to fit it in behind the light fitting and then you have lightwave rf it's a uk only brand but what it does is effectively gives you a smart switch that just is wire for wire compatible with a normal light switch you can control those with a remote if you want to or you can have a hub that then controls them via an app the app is awful i didn't want to use it but what i could do is use my home bridge again to create a virtual device so that effectively everything could see everything else through okay. that through that virtual device but there was no native compatibility a lot of fiddling going on. so i find myself back in the realm of having started off buying smart things because i didn't want to homebrew something having had to homebrew something in order to make it work but what i have done is had samsung do all the hard work of the radio receivers and the yeah. nice bit of hardware yep. for me because running homebridge on a raspberry pi is about half an hour's work following really simple instructions. I'm not adding bits of hardware into cases and worrying about antennas and, and, and physically building any hardware.
1: And it's interesting, it does feel like smart things is going to be good going forwards in the sense that it will continue to support these different standards and it's starting to get a bit of momentum behind it for the third party stuff. And there's even talk now of actually being able to get compatibility with LightWave RF through a couple of hacks and it's not quite there yet but it's really interesting to hear your story on the control mechanism and it's exactly why I bought the kind of the mini moat because sometimes fiddling with the app is just more hassle than you want and I've looked at a couple of options you can actually use a multi-purpose sensor to kind of have a wooden block and you turn it over to turn the lights on or switch it off and those alternative control mechanisms I think are good for people who are maybe not so tech friendly or who want to sort of have a, a more traditional way of doing things. But the biggest problem is actually trying to integrate with the current infrastructure of the home. And in the UK, we've got the wiring system that's it's different to everyone else. I mean, it's all about safety and like that. And if you want to do a proper job of it, you actually, most people are going to have to do dramatic bits of rewiring or something like that. And actually the same applies when you're doing heating. A lot of the time, it's not just as simple as sticking on one of the smart thermostats. So it sounds like we've all had very similar problems. But the smart thing thing appealed actually, because if you were willing to do a bit of work and if you're willing to work at it, you can start getting some of the promise of the smart home. But all in all, it's been a bit of a recipe and frustration of things I'd like to do, but haven't quite been able to get to yet.
0: So I started off wanting just to have different scenes. I didn't want them to be automated. I just wanted somebody else to do the job of setting up the home for me, so a bit like you, if I wanted all of the lights on across, you know, in the yeah. hallway and the kitchen. I wanted the radio to come on and so on and so forth and that was reasonably quickly achieved but it's like a slippery slope because then you say oh the present sensor I could just thing. trigger that rule and I could make that happen automatically and then you do it and it works this one time and you walk in the house and, and just as you open the door all the lights come on and your wife says go- oh, oh that's fantastic. clever Doug. Yeah. Well, well done that's yeah. clever and, and this kind of big rush to the head and then the next day you come home and you're plunged into complete darkness because the sensor hasn't picked it up and the rule yeah. hasn't triggered and then you have to press the button <laughs> (laughs) like a caveman.
1: (laughs) All the time he's gone wrong. And I actually experimented quite a bit with presence. I actually tried using beacons to do micro-location in the home to work out when you were in one room rather than the other. And actually, the reason that failed is because I don't carry my phone around with me all the time when I'm in the home. And so actually, I had to kind of fall back on motion sensors and even that's not perfect because you start getting quite complicated rules if one motion sensor has gone off and the other one then you can turn that light on oh dear. and you have to do it at the right time See, of day I couldn't so do that right. you know, we've got the, children the, running everywhere so yes uh, you have to think about the timings and the efforts involved it is worth it once you get there and i will say i probably went through four or five revisions of the basic lighting rule set to get to a point where As I say, most of the time now, I don't have to touch a light switch. But even then, I've still had points where it fails. And because it's just me, I don't actually mind. But I can imagine when you're sharing the home, it's a much bigger deal if that happens. For me, the achievement in terms of smart home
0: was the point where I gave up trying to create rules that had complicated triggers. So... I didn't want to have to write a rule that says when I arrive home and it's dark and no one else is in the home and I go in through the front door not the back door turn these lights on because anyone who writes software will know that as soon as you've got three or four conditions testing it and making it work consistently is just Don't a nightmare each other. what I wanted was my home to have like a tempo and a heartbeat of its own I wanted it to wake up when we woke up I wanted it to go to sleep when I pressed a go to sleep button it mm. was basically about having these scenes yeah. and I wanted then to be able to trigger individual things more easily than getting up and pressing a light switch and that's why i liked siri or the simple smart thing smart home piece for me the achievement that i was most proud of i think was using icloud as the mechanism to make siri work inside the home. So Siri works really well turning things on and off with HomeKit enabled devices if you're on the same Wi-Fi network at home. Right. Yep. However, you can have those HomeKit devices copied up to iCloud and accessible from iCloud so that all your HomeKit devices will also work remotely when you're away from the home. And for me, a smart home needs to be as accessible and usable wherever you are it's not about you know i'm in the house so i get one interface or i'm outside yeah. the house so yeah. i get the
1: other one it's that universal consistency and actually you mentioned voice there it's really interesting i've been doing it with uh, Cortana actually thanks to the home remote software what was that, the I re- microsoft referred to earlier but it will also minutes it will also work with other you know with Siri and Google voice the voice stuff doesn't feel very mature yet i wanted to use amazon echo it's not yet available mm. in the uk but it is interesting that amazon have made alexa which is what powers it available as kind of an API. And there's quite a lot of gadgets now coming in the next two months that will have that. So the thing I'm really looking forward to adding to the smart home is one of those, which has just got a trigger word on it so i don't have to touch something on the watch or yeah. the remote. and i can just wherever i am in the home i'll be able to speak and the lights will switch on because that will be that last kind of mile of control and
0: that's the funny thing actually is that when i sat in my office and i configured all this up it felt completely natural to have like a home remote control where you know i picked up my phone and i pressed all the buttons and things happened in the home but as soon as you're actually around your home mm. you don't want to be opening an app and staring into your phone and so voice control or remote control and i've going to give Rafe credit for having a remote control because actually one of the options I looked at and I might still go with for the extended uh, Lightwave RF is taking out some of the light switches and just putting remote controls on the wall in their place.
2: Yeah that's quite smart because I've been humbled and hobbled quite often by my wife who just switches the lights off. <laughs> yes it's quicker and, the, no, no, and no. this is the problem
0: is that the yeah. bang goes the power no more smart. Right. And
1: you can get momentary switches which are basically a kind of a toggle yeah. but that's again something you have to install. Well, it's I'm, additional I'm hassle. In the, you know, the train, I think. Oh,
2: I'll well, put the light on. Bang! And then I get home. Why is the place dark? And it's Because she's <laughs> gone around switching the lights off because I got on uh, late. There Great. we go. Yep. Okay. So, right, so who won? Who won?
0: Um, Come on! I th- I tested a lot. You tested a lot of stuff, but that none didn't of work it
1: No. No. I that's, think so. that's not a problem. You definitely differ- get a
0: credit for the wife acceptance factor, though. Because, yes. joking aside, normal people will not use smart home stuff for novelty because the I mean, novelty wears off has really been
2: quickly. This is since November, right? That's 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 one yeah. two that's three months.
1: And I, and three I, months before it's taken. I go. Do you know we should do that? Yeah. And I think Ben deserves credit for both the home bridge stuff, which was actually quite an impressive bit of. Uh, oh, I think that was a little bit packing, credit. Packing yeah, it together. Bit too and of also one. actually doing some install work because he did install Lightwave RF. Doing, doing screw driving stuff and
0: now Rafe, I do have to confess that there was only two screws. But I mean, I suppose <laughs> that's as close to DIY as okay. I get. Well, that's um, <laughs> oh no, sorry, two screws and two wires. Well, so they, I there just we go. Doubled my achievement. And what does Blaine credit but
1: for? I think I get credit for the fact I was first with smart things. No, i also no, done the. No remote control I've also got it talking to other systems like Slack I
2: don't think you can't be first that's, that doesn't help
1: I think actually there's more things in my smart home talking to each other than any of your homes I, uh,
2: I'm inc- I don't think so such as such as uh, no you're not going to win that I'm inclined to give it to I'm inclined
0: to give it to Rafe Blanford on this uh, occasion wait a no no we the, haven't done because the, that because of yet. the coverage because of the amount of integrations that he's managed to get going
1: such as I've just described them all to you earlier yeah, in the episode that's not I know mean, you're butterfly minded
0: but it's not
2: <laughs> butterfly minded <laughs> Zing, Blanford.
1: well there's seven light bulbs there's the Sonos speaker. there's the weather forecasting system there's the yeah. luminosity sensor
2: no that's not yeah.
1: There's, the, there's the scales.
2: No, I think I've got exactly the same number of sensors as you.
1: Okay, well.
0: All right, well, let's have a vote then. Let,
2: well, let me, let me say one thing I thought Blindford right. did really, really well was I really liked your integration into the source. I liked the fact that oh, it, the you, when you wake up, it gives you the shipping forecast. So what, what was it you did?
1: It's, it's the weather forecast. that It forecast, comes on as right. alarm. And actually, I've added additional thing since then. And it will actually, if I've left the uh, terrace windows open for more than an hour.
0: In the orange tree. Does it, actually, does it tell on, the on,
1: Onto the balcony. It's not <laughs> that exciting, Ben. It would actually give me an audio warning. And for the first time, I'd actually thought I'd shut the door, but I hadn't. And so I thought, why is it giving me that warning? Went and looked, and I found that I'd left the door open. So I was actually really pleased by that as a security give, thing. Don't give it to him. Can give it to
0: Blandford. Right. We'll, we'll tell you what. It's not a get We'll make it. We'll make a deal. Go on. All right. We'll give Rafe Blandford pencil. Rafe Blandford in first place so far. Yeah. But for me, the thing it's that we've provisional the, the provisional. The thing I've learned thus far is that I have only invested in things I'm prepared to throw away at this stage. And in some yeah. cases, yeah. that's quite a bit of money. Those you know, the the hub and the and the lightwave RF switch mm. is it's about 120 pounds all in. When, you know, it, it could be a lot more. And that that's not really throwaway money. But it's not, for example, I didn't put a, lo- a heating system in because no. for my heating system, either Nest or there's a, um, the, the Honeywell Eco Home, I think it is called e- as well. What's that, the European? One? Tardo. E- 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 Tardo, Tardo. Tardo as well. Each one of those, by the time they're installed with the various accessories and the electrical changes that would need to make, take place to happen, they're normally costing about £1,000 each. Right. And... You can get that cheaper through you know, leasing the stuff and those kinds of things. But it just wasn't an investment I was ready to make yet because even though I started off saying the one thing I really wanted to do was sort our heating out like you. Yeah. I want the heating to come on. I want yeah, to be warm. Yeah, yeah. We have a certain heating system that takes a long time to warm up. So it's even more important for us that it comes on in advance and it anticipates how cold it is. And in the end, I've just decided not to, just to stick with a dumb system because I have the sense that anything I buy this year could well be obsolete by next year, and I'm not sure that it's going to integrate with the other things I might want in the house in due course. Okay, do we just give it to Blanford then? So,
1: uh, I would congratulations, say, well, Blanford. Thank you very, thank you very much. I, I would like to thank my smart home. I'd also like to thank Phillips for my light bulbs, something for smart things, uh, Netomo for my weather, and many others. And, but, and Team Blanford at home. And Team Blanford at home. Yes, yeah. I will say I think it's very much provisional and. We kind of came into this challenge expecting to have a result and all to go away with very smart homes. I think we've come away quite chastened. It's um, been actually much harder work than I ever expected it to be. And I think we're going to have to update our audience in the next couple of seasons to see how you, we do, because there's a lot a season, coming. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I'm going I'm to keep doing smart home because I haven't made it do the things I want to do yet. But when I first started looking, I was really scathing of all of these you talked about them, Ewan, like these countertop security devices. Yes. And you, you see all these individual components. One that, yeah, go Yeah, on, they plug into the power supply through a regular plug, yeah. and they go on a shelf, or they go in your kitchen, or they go in your bedroom. And I thought, why would I want those? I want things that are really properly integrated. I want them to be invisible. I want them to be connected in my walls. I want them to be replacing my sockets. And then you realize. And then I bought a smart socket that was in the wall rather than a plug-in through and realized that because of some of the complexities of the way the electronics work i couldn't use any high load devices like a yeah. vacuum cleaner yep. or a heater in it and all of a sudden you realize no i can't just go to the shop and buy these things i've got to understand how they work electrically i've got oh. to understand the ecosystem they belong to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and i realized how early days and actually these simple things that are nice tight consumer units they're the things you can buy now because you can understand what they do and they're safe in inverted. What's models. our
2: recommendation then for the listeners? My recommendation is I think you should try out Smart Things if you want to play with it. And the little Smart Things hub package gives you all these little sensors to play with. I think that's fun to play with. Philips Hue lighting again that's something you, can, you know if you've got a bit of money you think fine 150 quid I think that is it 150 for three bulbs and their little
0: router. it can do but I, I'd say actually in my case I can't just try the Hue lighting system because if like in our homes we've got those sunken spotlights yeah. they're much more expensive and they don't come as part of those starter kits all the starter oh, right. kits have the traditional sort of screwing or Edison type attachments but
2: do you not agree with the concept though right you can, you can experiment with get a, get a bulb ex- and put it
0: in a lamp get a Hue lamp Yeah. Or get a yeah. Hue go uh, definitely get some Sonos devices definitely get those plug-in devices, even if it's just so that you can make sure your TV or your electronics are turned off at yeah. night.
1: But I think experiment is the key word here. It's not really ready for prime time. And other than that, look at the standalone solutions. And you may be able to get them to work together because things like SmartThings and some of the mm. other ones out, like the Vestinet, for example, will work with other things. But those standalone appliances will probably give you the best kind of yeah. experience as things stand. It's going to change quickly, though. And this is why we're going to have to revisit it. I've seen it at CS. I think we're going to see it again at MWC. There are so many things coming in this space that I just hope it's going to work better together. And Google's getting into it with yeah. Brillo. Apple's doing the home kit. So I think the answer is experiment by all means now. But bear in mind that you know in 12 months' time, we'll probably give you a very different answer. If you're
0: not playing now, then don't buy. The one to watch I would say in the UK is Hive. And so the reason can, I think that they're going to go the distance is that they're backed by a large utility supplier. They're going to create a service that most people will trust. They have an engineering team that can do the installations and those sorts of things and they're beginning to expand. Really dive. They're beginning to expand beyond heating. And the point is that because they are UK based, all their appliances, all their installations are tailored for the kind of heating and electrical systems we have here. If you're not in the UK, My inclination at the moment would be find a system that originated in your geography and you'll get the best experience. And frankly, if you want smart home stuff at the moment, living in North America is one of the best ways to get it.
1: Yeah. Look at Tardo, look at your local utility provider and they will give you the basics. If you're expecting to do more sophisticated things, you're going to have to spend a lot of time and or a lot of money to get to that point. Um, so I'm sure we're going to revisit it and actually I look forward to it in, in future episodes. There
0: you go. In the meantime, I'm going to now try to go home and make all my non-smart devices smart. My challenge is I've just realized that my alarm system makes a phone call every time I set and unset it to the alarm company. So now I'm going to try and find an API in my telecoms provider Ah. that sends me an alert every time that phone number is rung Uh into my system. So there you go. There's my next mini project that Uh, might involve changing phone providers, though.
1: I want to spend a lot more time playing with Slack and some of the integration just to kind of get a better interface to the smart home. Oh, yeah, many points
2: for Slack, by the way. Yeah, well done. Great.
1: Thank you. I'm just going to go woohoo.
2: There we go. Rafe Blanford has a tentative win. Don't let him tweet about this. I know. know. Yeah. Great. Well, thank Get you very available. much, gents. It's
0: been fun and expensive, not necessarily <laughs> in that order. <laughs> I hope Mrs. Smith doesn't realize how much all of these things cost. Some of the things I may have said were reviews. Theory switch units. lights off. Yeah. She looks at the boxes and says, What have you bought? And they say, Oh, no, it's just in for review. Brackets, but I bought it for (laughs) a review. So, Jones, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. We will be back. Come on, season 12. That's the one where Bland forgets the massage. Well, so a brief update on that. No, no,
1: no. I didn't agree to
0: that. A brief update on that. Thank you to everyone who is supporting the show through Patreon. We've got loads and loads of really generous donors and if you're supporting the show I wanted to say thank you very very much because we sadly
1: we didn't get to $100. Just first for everyone I want to
0: say thank you very much because we know it's not a simple task to go to the website click the link and sign up and we're really grateful because often we know many listeners are listening in the car or on the go and it really appreciate the effort you've gone to support the show. We're about halfway just under halfway to our target we've got about 40 to 45 it's the massage
2: target, right?
0: The, the, about forty to forty-five dollars an episode, but we have set the massage target as fifty dollars an episode. Sorry, that's a hundred dollars. Say, an hang, on, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm,
1: I'm willing to be magnanimous about this. I did originally say that it was just a special offer for season eleven but I'm willing to extend it to season 12 because I'm fairly confident I'm still safe.
0: Okay, well, so if you would like to support the show, if you've enjoyed the content, and if you'd like to help us do more, we'd be really grateful if you support us. You can go to 361.com and find the link to Patreon where you can sign up and support us from as little as $1 per episode. We use all the money to fund the production costs of the show and we will always continue to produce the show for free. And what we'll do with any excess money is invest that in making better content and doing more ambitious things. So thank you to everyone who supports and if you've been meaning to but haven't got around to it then please do sign up thanks to everyone who's left comments and feedback you can go to 361podcast.com you can leave us a comment there you can find us at 361podcast on twitter we're also on facebook and we will be back with season 12 and a whole new bunch of exciting content we'll be back soon bye-bye